What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is a Wednesday NFL on a Saturday. Had a busy week, so Sean and I had to get this one in over the phone. And just wanted to apologize again. We did do the Monday rundown on Monday, but there were some technical difficulties with Anchor. Couldn't get it up until today. But they're both out there for you guys to listen to over the weekend. So we did the normal... NFL Wednesday thing, we broke down just the Thursday night game from yesterday because some crazy stuff happened, and the Jets and the Giants, the rest is too far in the past. After that, we talked about the Kaepernick situation, as well as obviously the extracurriculars that went on in the Thursday night game. Following that, we made our picks and recapped our picks from last week. Follow us on Twitter at SorrySports on Instagram. Hey guys, welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt. We're here for a late, late NFL Wednesday. It's Saturday afternoon. Uh, shit happens. Tom, what's up, man? What's going on? I just want to uh, apologize for the Monday rundown. We did record that on Monday, but there was some technical difficulties getting it up on the website. So I put it up today, but I was just fighting with uh, with Anchor. So It happens. What can you do? Is what it is, man. But we're back, um, ready to recap a couple games, not too many, and then go over our picks for the week, and then hopefully we'll be back on Monday. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, instead of our usual NFL Wednesday recap, just because it's you know so far removed from the majority of the games last week, um, we'll just recap Giants-Jets, because obviously we wanted to talk about that. We'll recap the Thursday night game, talk about the game, and then obviously the craziness that's ensued and the repercussions that have happened and that are coming after that. And then just make our picks, because uh, we, we've we got a couple more weeks, and I have not made up the ground that I've really needed to, and I'm getting scared. I don't want to eat this shit. <laughs> I'm getting but excited. Here, it is nice, because it's 20 degrees, and, I, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you jump in that water soon uh, in the UI jersey, so we'll, we'll make that happen, and obviously that'll be, a, that'll be a fun thing to get you to pay back last year's debt, but either way, let's talk Giants-Jets. It was the New York Pooper Bowl. It was whatever funny way you wanted to describe it. Um, for as bad as both teams are, it was actually a really good game, and uh, your New York Jets, for the second time in a row uh beat the new york giants in the regular season yeah man um both quarterbacks looked pretty good honestly um jones put up the better numbers wise game i think but i think donald had a little more control um with that being said i think the jets just had some better players especially the jets had jamal adams and the giants didn't that's a really good way to put it man jamal adams was the, uh, he was the difference maker on on the on the field on Sunday. He Not was just on so that good. one play either. No, I mean he time. was he was he was wreaking havoc. And the Giants, you know, going into that game, uh, two of their starting linemen were down. Um, Nate Solder ended up getting hurt halfway through, so they were they were playing three undrafted rookie free agents on the offensive line. And as a Jet fan, I know I don't need to bitch and moan about my offensive line as, as Darnold was under duress the entire game. Uh, but he made some plays, and I and you made a good point. I think 
the story you can take out of both out of this game. You know, obviously you and I have our kind of bragging rights, but at the end of the day, these are both two and eight football. You know, the Giants are two and eight. You're two and seven. Yeah, you're not going to catch really me bragging bad. about this game too much. No, 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 no. And it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty sad state of affairs because there were no playoffs on the line. There was no really anything going on. But I think that both sides can take away, and I'm sure you'll agree, is the fact that we could both look at our quarterbacks and say, under pretty unideal circumstances, they showed why fans of these teams can at least feel good about him. I know I've said my pieces on Darnold. But he did make throws in that game. He was mobile out of the pocket. Jones had his four touchdowns. And um, I think they both showed poise and moxie because they were each going to be graded. That's kind of what all the fans were looking at when it came to this game is how did the young quarterbacks play against each other. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, especially because we were pretty doom and gloom going into this game. I think we were both pretty sad with the with the state of affairs with our quarterbacks and I mean, it's one game. How much could have changed? But at least we have some bright spots, and, and I completely agree with you. Take away one thing from this game, I'm happy with how both guys played. For sure. I think, you know, they both showed mobility. They both showed the ability to, to make make big throws on third downs. and Make you throws know, the fact the pressure, that, too. Absolutely, and I think Darnold did that the most. I mean, when you look at Jones, he had a really good game, but a couple of those touchdown passes he threw – were really short routes that Golden Tate just ended up, you know, taking to the house. And that's not taking anything away from Jones. It just, I felt like Darnold made a couple of the more impressive throws on the run. Obviously, the Giants' defense is absolutely atrocious. They don't have a Jamal Adams. They don't have anybody really on that defense aside from Jabril Peppers, who, who you can look at and feel confident about as an NFL starter. Um so we'll see if he can follow that up with the rest of the year. But I think the quarterback for the story, Jamal Adams, was another story. He came to play. And, you know, we were speculating of what the Jets were going to do. I mean, if they lost this game, right, that would have been two weeks in a row where they would have lost to the Dolphins and then the New York Giants. And those are two games where I don't care what is coming from the owner or the general manager or the head coach. You're, you're put on notice and you're embarrassed if you lose two games like that in a row. And they came out and, I mean, they went right down the field in the first drive. They put up 14 points like it was nothing. They let the Giants get back into it, take the lead, but they really they really made big plays when it mattered. And I think that that, that was, you know, the, the players and the coaches understanding the severity of, hey, we can lose our jobs if we don't, if we don't start, you know, buttoning this shit up and, and taking care of business. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think there was a little more sign of urgency from the Jets, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm de- still depressed, Sean. I'm still depressed. Oh, there's no way not to be. Um, the news that did come down, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, was Christopher Johnson, the CEO of the Jets, said that um, Adam Gase won't be back. So we can put any any uh, thoughts of head coach uh, by the wayside. Um, there will be no, no change in head coach from the New York Jets, and you know, as bad as he's been and as awful as that team has been, it's just so hard to fire a coach in season or after his first year. You know, like, it's not like he inherited the uh, the L.A. Rams or something like that. You know, like, you would like more progress for sure, but he's, he's had a lot of injuries, not making excuses, but it's hard to continue to rotate coaches in and out, in and out. It seems like him and Douglas are tied at the hip. So I think they're going to each give each other a chance to, to make something work and have a good draft and have an off season and, and make something happen. Right. 
Absolutely, yeah. It's I don't even know if you want to say it's not fair, but it, who cares what's fair? But I, I just don't think I don't think that you can fire a guy after one year, even though he's looked completely terrible. And you know I'm not a fan of him, but nonetheless, you hired the guy and you got to give him a chance it, for your quarterback's sake as well. You just the rotating coach door and the rotating GM door is a recipe for disaster when it comes to a young quarterback. It really is, and and who knows? Maybe he's so bad that it's detrimental to keep him uh, for Darnold's growth. But either way, you know, we're gonna you're gonna have to try to make it work with him and get more skills position guys in there, draft some offensive linemen to see if he can if he can be better. Because I I do question if he's a franchise guy or not. But there's no question he has tools to win in this league and. You can't continue to rotate coaches in and out and in and out. For the Giants side, I do think that Shermer can lose his job because this is year two for him. And they won five games last year, which was a a two-game improvement from um, 2017 when they won three. But if they're right now staring at two and eight, this is their bye week. I'm telling you, man, if they lose to the Dolphins, if they lose to... I mean, I expect them to lose both to the Eagles. I expect them to lose uh, some of the other games on their slate. But if they lose to the Dolphins, if they lose to the uh, Redskins, you know, those are games where you just have to look at. And, you know, they're also playing the Bears and Packers. I expect them to lose both those games, too. So you're realistically looking at maybe winning three or four games after being two and two. I mean, they lost now six consecutive games. And that's coaching to me because up and down the line, I see these teams that aren't all that good that at least play hard. And you can win a couple games in the NFL. You can steal games in the NFL. I mean, look at Ryan Tannehill. He's won three games for the Tennessee Titans. They just beat Kansas City last week. And I'm looking at this Giants team, and it's the same old story. I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum. I mean, you saw you watched the game Sunday. What is it? Get down big early, force your quarterback into situations where he's not, you know, throwing the ball or he's got to make a lot of risky throws and, you know, they finally get back into a game, they have a bad penalty, they turn the ball over, and then, you know, it's quicksand again and they're down 14 again and they're chasing and it just, it's what it is every week. There's no adjustments being made in game or game to game and um, Sherbert just doesn't look like a head coach to me. I completely agree with you. It's just never good when you're in comeback mode every single game and you're in like your two-minute offense throughout the entire game just to make up points. No, absolutely not. It's a, it's a real problem. And obviously Barkley had one yard in this game. He's not healthy. Uh, he's, he's clearly not healthy. I mean, no, Saquon yeah, Barkley is. He's not going to get one yard in a game. And I know he doesn't want to sit sit out, and I know the Giants, you know, they've got to play him if, if he says he's healthy. But I would get to the point where you do kind of what you did last year, right, which is let him play most of the first half and then start limiting his carries or his touches because whether we want to agree that he was the, should have been the second pick in the draft or not or whether the running back is a position that you really put stock into or not, he's the best player on your team, and you cannot risk a – serious injury to him by playing in these meaningless games. Unfortunately, it's two years in a row, but, you know, that's the state of affairs. The New York Giants have won seven games in two years. So, what yeah, can you say? I mean, listen, regardless, he's the best player in your team. We could argue till we're blue in the face. I know you still don't think he should have been the number two overall pick, and I agree with you, but, I mean, you need to take care of your player, and this year is clearly a lost year, so why risk um, injury? <laughs> 
why risk injury and you know he's, a, he's everything I'm not, like you know even if he doesn't get hurt why put all these miles on him in meaningless games that you're clearly going to lose totally agree i think you play him and i think you just limit his touches the last thing we'll talk about this game and everything that came from it do you just give me your last impressions on on the jets from just this game not going forward not prognosticating anything just what did you watch when you were watching this game? Did you say, okay, this is what we could be, this is what we've been looking for, or was it just a good performance against a really bad team? I think it was more of a good performance against a really bad team, but if they could play like this in the in the sense that they play inspired, hard football and they make good decisions on offense and they fly around on defense, the Jets probably could have been a 500 team this year, maybe even snuck into the playoffs. But, I mean, I was just really happy because I saw an inspired football team and a competent quarterback. Yep, I think that's a perfect takeaway. I thought the same thing. Um, I thought the same thing, um, the the same the thing watching it from the other side. What's that? It's like, give me yours for the G-Man. Just a final impression off this game. Uh, again, it's just the same old story. It's a, it's a team that comes out very flat. It's a team that has a quarterback who you can believe in, uh, an offensive line that's challenged. Um, you know, they were obviously also missing Shepard and Ingram. I don't think Shepard's going to play again this year. And um, it's just, you look for Slayton played well and, and, and Tate played well. Clearly, Jones has a good rapport with both of those guys. Um, it, the, the maturation of, of Jones is good. I mean, the four touchdown passes, I know he had the fumble. It was taken away from, uh, <laughs> from literally stolen by Jamal Adams. But that's going to happen because he just ran right through Saquon, and he had no chance to do anything there. Jamal Adams is going to have his way with Daniel Jones in that kind of situation, and that's, that is what it was. But, uh, again, I think it's just... It's the same story every week. That's what I took away from it. Wow. I'm depressed for you. I'm depressed for both of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty bad. Probably one of the Jets. I think the Jets play the Redskins a little bit later in the year. Maybe they'll be favored in that game. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. We'll see if they're... We'll see so if that should be fun. What? Yeah, I mean, finish. See, for you, like you want to, you want to be bad, and you want to get a good pick. But you're going to get a good pick anyway. Like you're a bad team. But I would like. I think if I'm a Jet fan, I'm sure you agree. Just finish strong, because at some point it is important for your. Like last year, I thought they finished the season really well. I you know, Darnold played great in the last month. They finished the season last year, and Darnold took a from what it looked like a major step forward, and then you have this year. Yeah, what else uh, I think that, there's not much. And if you can have a couple games where he looks really good and you lose, all the better. Um, but I think it is important for young quarterbacks to win because, you know, there is starting to you – you're hearing Jamal Adams, you know, talk about the culture of the Jets and he's sick of losing and he's not a loser. And you have a young quarterback who now for two years in a row has either been hurt or lost basically every game he's played in. And that's really tough to, to, to grow. And that's what I'm hoping the Giants, you know – don't have happen with Jones. So if you're the Jets, you, you, you want to win games against Washington. You get Miami again at your place. Win some games you should win. Leave the season with some positive momentum. You already know the coach is coming back, which I thought was a good decision by by, jo- by Johnson, rather, to just say that now so that nobody's worrying or speculating about what could happen, right? Like, just clear the air, try to finish with some positive momentum, and go into the offseason in the draft with a GM and a head coach who are actually on the same page 
and uh, and see what you can do to, to build around him and hopefully get better. Um, obviously, we got to talk Thursday night football, man. So let's just talk game first. I know that's a real, you know, moot point after what happened. But the Browns did end up beating the Steelers, um, and Baker played a really good game. He definitely did. Made a lot of the throws that we haven't seen him make all year, and you know, I think this they figured it out a little bit more when it comes to how they should play him. A lot more quick decisions, which is the guy he is, and I've been pounding the table for that. Yeah, 17 of 32 for 193 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions, which is the big thing for him because he throws a lot of picks, and that Pittsburgh defense had been creating a lot of turnovers. So really good job by Baker. Um, you know, the, the Steelers' offense couldn't muster anything. And now you're looking at a Steeler team that's 5-5. Five and five. You know, they, they had great momentum after beating the Rams last Sunday. They'd come back, come back in a quick turnaround, lose to the Browns, couldn't get any offense going. Um, but unfortunately, we can't even really talk much more about the game because of everything that happened. So give me your breakdown and your thoughts on the insane final eight seconds of that football game. If you want to call it a football game, it looked almost like a full-out brawl. Yeah, at that point, I think it really was, and that's um, that's assault and battery with a with a weapon in in real life. If that wasn't inside of um, inside of the stadium, there, that's quite easily maybe a year or two in jail. I don't know. What do you think, Sean? Well, I'm not going to get into the legal legalities of it because you know it's obviously not a football move. <laughs> clearly, no, clearly, it's um. It is, but, you know, again, like, you can't do that on the street, of course, but when you're in the heat of the battle, and, and now the the agent of Mason Rudolph said that they're not going to press charges, and I think it could have been different. This is one thing that I, that I think we need to discuss and clear up, is we, we all I've heard from the talking heads, and I'm sure you have too, and everybody with an opinion on it was, well, you know, if, if Villanueva was six inches shorter or his shoulder wasn't there, you know, you're looking at... Rudolph's head being banged in and possibly having a skull cracked open and being in the hospital and oh, what if he was in a vegetative state? Happened. Exactly. And I don't want to talk about and that's exactly right, man. I don't want to talk about what, what could have happened. We all know what could have happened. Yeah. Nobody nobody is saying that. However, that's not what happened. And, you know, if I got hit it's it, Peter Rosenberg on the Michael K show made a great point yesterday to, to as a comp, and he said, listen, if I get behind the wheel and I drive drunk and I get a DUI and I don't hurt anybody, the most I'm going to get is a fine, and I'm going to have to you know, go to a program, and I'm going to have to lose my license for a little bit, but I'm fine. That's not the same as getting a DUI after, you know, vehicular manslaughter. You know, it's like, yes, I could have killed somebody, but I didn't. So I shouldn't be penalized the same way somebody who actually did kill somebody did. You know what I'm saying? I thought that Absolutely. this was. I thought he, I thought that was a really good cop because, yes, Miles Garrett could have killed Mason Rudolph with the helmet, but he didn't, and he we got to stop talking about that. By like falling on him the wrong way and and exploding his spleen. I don't know, you know, and, and on a clean play. We we talk. Let's talk in reality here. And he hit him over the head. I don't. Is, did he even have like a concussion from that? I know he had the major no. concussion earlier this year. Um, no, the blow was limited mostly by the shoulder of Villanueva, and then also the side of the helmet got him on like the side of the head. So the blow was weakened a little bit. All right. Well, I'm 
I don't want to say, I don't know how to phrase this, but I don't want to say that I'm tired of talking about the act, but I'm tired of talking about, like, the repercussions of what could have happened. Regardless, the Miles Garrett fucking hit, tried to hit him over the head with his helmet. That is absolutely nuts. And I think that the NFL, if they uphold this, got it right. I think he should be suspended without pay. That shit is just nuts. But the thing that I do feel that the NFL got wrong was the fact that I just saw this come down that Mason Rudolph is only getting a fine and not a suspension. Let's not forget, if you go back to the tape, I think he should have at least gotten a one, maybe two gamer because he did try and pull Garrett's helmet off in the first place. Yeah, that's such a good point, and it's being lost here. And, and Totally it's, being it's, lost. I mean, I know you didn't get it. the helmet off, but the attempt was still there. Yeah, so the, the play escalates because Garrett, obviously, for no reason, throws Rudolph and, and, and drives him into the ground in, in the final play of what's a 14-point game. So Rudolph takes exception to it, as most quarterbacks would, and says, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get, get off of me. And, he's, and he starts grabbing at his face mask and, and tries to rip his helmet off, and Garrett's probably thinking in the moment, okay, are you fucking kidding me? You want to do this? Here we go. And I'll do the same. He goes to pull his helmet off, and then obviously all hell breaks loose. He's, he's absolutely culpable in this. I, I don't understand how people can look at him. I know he's a quarterback, and he's much, you know, in, he's much more inferior physically than Miles Garrett is, but, you know, he's still an NFL player. He's on the field of battle. He's going after it. And it's just, he absolutely escalated things. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, and it's just another instance of something the NFL got wrong, and it's so stupid. I mean, he deserves to be suspended. This team's probably not going to make the playoffs. Throw him a two-gamer. I think um, Pouncey got suspended three games. I mean, he was trying to get some licks in there, but he didn't really get much, honestly. Um, no, he didn't. Some kicks, some punches, some some body slams, but he, he was, was defending his guy. No, he was really going after it though. But he didn't really get anything clean in there. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more precision, but <laughs> hey, nonetheless, <laughs> I don't think there was. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there was too much of a concerted effort. It was just kind of him just going fucking nuts. Um, yeah, it was a crazy thing to see. I don't. Has that ever happened before? Um, not that I've seen. Obviously, you know, Vontez Perfect has had some really bad hits, but I, I well, can never remember. Well, using the helmet as, as for what it's no. not intended for. Has that ever happened is my question. No, that I have never seen before. Absolutely not. Um, it was just a really shitty, it was a really shitty circumstance, obviously. But the NFL suspending him indefinitely without pay, Garrett that is, very good decision out of them. You know, don't let this carry into the weekend. Get it over with right now. Totally. Got and that he's going to miss the. Re- yep, yeah, he's going to miss the rest of the season. And if the Browns find a way to sneak into the playoffs, he's going to miss that those games as well. And I think that you should probably suspend them all of next year too. Listen, I'm not one for taking guys' livelihoods away. This is a vicious sport. This is a combative sport. It's a sport that's based on purely on aggression and anger and, you know, physicality, imposing your will. You think you suspended the entire season? I think it's, I think that you have to. I think think it's a four-gamer next year. No. Yeah, I I think think you have to suspend him. I think you've got to make it at least, I think you've got to make it at least 16 games, a season's worth. 
I think you have to. The op- optically, I think that you just, you know, it, it's not, because remember, this is not his first offense. He killed your backup, the Jets' backup quarterback, you know, by driving Simeon into the ground way late and twisting his leg, you know, ways a leg should not go. He's a repeat offender. This is not something that's happened for the first time. And I think the NFL needs to come down hard on it. I'm not saying that he needs to lose his career. I'm not saying he should be banished. We've seen guys who have done much worse off the field come back into the league. So I believe that you should suspend him the rest of this year. That's only, what, six more games. And then you're going to take him out for next year, too. If you want to suspend him the first 10, that's 16 games. Tom Brady deflated the football a little bit. That was, he got four. This is a 16-game suspension minimum. I wouldn't. I would not have any objection to him missing all. Oh, I, I'm not saying. I, when I was saying, I think he gets suspended for it. That's more just me speculating what the NFL is going to do. Not saying what he. Oh, gotcha, I'm gotcha. in agreement with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were saying what you think the NFL would do, not what you would do. Just knowing how stupid they are. All right. So, would you? Are you? Are you all for this? All the remainder of this season, and then all of next year. I'm good with the 10 next year. Just give them basically a full season. Okay. Yeah, I think I would be fine with that, but no, no less pay. than that. I, no pay. Nope. Nope. Give me that uh, Absolutely not. Give <laughs> you that money. Listen, we do need... No, no, you haven't. There you go. What a good guy you can be sometimes. It's amazing that you won't stoop to certain levels. Um, either way, Browns now, uh, that, was, that was a game that they needed to win, and... Um, they're four and six, so let's see where they go from here. These two teams will meet again in 15 days, I believe. It's, it, it's uh, not this Sunday, but next. So, um, heads are, you know, it's it's going to be very contentious in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, last story before we make our picks, because obviously this is more covering a couple news stories as opposed to recapping all last week. We'll do that uh, next Wednesday. But Colin Kaepernick's workout. Uh, we didn't touch upon this on our Monday rundown because it hadn't really come out yet. It's going down he is today in to, Atlanta. Yes, today in Atlanta he'll have um, Hugh Jackson, the wonderful Hugh Jackson, and uh, Joe Philbin coaching. <laughs> got, me um, got me good. <laughs> <laughs> and having oh, listen, all you need next is uh, all you need next is like Eric Mangini or something. But um, he's going to throw to five wide receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown was lobbying. <laughs> to go down there and catch passes from him. Um, to be honest with you, this was something that seemed a little forced, and it did it did come out that this was pushed by Jay-Z. Remember, Rock Nation now has a relationship with the NFL. So no surprise that Jay-Z had his input on this and, and recommended it. Definitely I'm rooting for Cap. This is Saturday during week 11. During week 11, we're all there. The pro- like the fucking the vendors for, for the stadium, like the popcorn salesman? Is that who they're going to say? Sounds, that's it. And it is going to be recorded and taped for, for GMs and coaches that aren't there. And obviously, almost none of them will be because they're either scouting uh, all the college games today or they're, they're scouting their opponents or future opponents uh, for the remainder of the season. It is forced. I don't love the timing of it. However, I do love that this has happened. And if you were to ask me, I don't know, before the Thursday night game, and I hate to, you know, the two are not mutually exclusive. um, But, you know, if somebody were to say, are you rooting for Cap? I would say I'm kind of indifferent. I mean, from a pure quarterback standpoint, you and I have been on the same page with this throughout, is that you can't tell me that after all these 
awful quarterbacks that we've been resigned to having to see, the Luke Falks of the world, the Hodges of the world, and all these terrible quarterbacks that, that Kaepernick doesn't have a spot on the on the field, or at least on a roster, is ridiculous. But after what happened Thursday night, I'm no longer indifferent because it shouldn't take something like that to change my mind or make me feel much more about Cap, but it's like, you know, we're arguing about Miles Garrett, who how long will he be suspended for, you know, driving quarterback into the ground, constantly having late hits, and then using a helmet as a weapon against said player. Where Kaepernick, all he did was kneel in silent protest against what he believed was social injustice, and that's not a belief that is occurring in this country. Regardless of your political views, I, I'm sorry. Like, you can't equate the two things. There have been Kareem Hunts and Tyreek Hills and all these Fontes Perfect, Richie Incognitos getting jobs again, even after a year or two off. And Kaepernick has not gotten a sniff from an NFL team. So I am rooting for him. I hope somebody signs him. I think somebody will sign him. Uh, whether he, he definitely doesn't deserve to just be handed a starting job. Uh, he'll have to work for it. But I'm rooting for him, man. How about you? Oh, 100%. Um, I think it's been bullshit that he hasn't been in the league just watching all those guys that you named. And, again, whether you agree with it or not politically what he did, he didn't do anything wrong. He just used his freedom of speech. I mean, come on now. So, I feel that he will get signed, um, and then maybe he'll go out there and fight for a starting job. Who knows where? Maybe, Maybe a team like New England? Well, Brady has said on many occasions that he's been behind Kaepernick and that he, he was a proponent of him getting this tryout. Uh, you know, he said back in 2017 that he thought he was a, a tremendous player that could help a lot of teams and, you know, in typical Brady fashion, being smarter than everybody, not, not lobbying for him to get a job, not lobbying for people to go out of their way to sign him, just saying, hey, he deserves a job, and let everybody decide for themselves if he deserves it. New England makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of teams that make sense. I think 26 teams have been record, reported that they're going to go. Dallas is not one of them. I don't know why people are giving them a hard time. That's Dak's job. Uh, both New York teams will go. Uh, I think that he's a guy that it, it's it, – is it still that big of a deal? If somebody signs him now, is it still to the point where you know fans could threaten to not buy tickets or to cancel season ticket holdings or anything like that? Like we can't still be in that that point, are we? I hope not. It's just the fact that the media make it a big deal. I mean, you and I we're media guys, obviously, but we're we're. I don't. I'm not gonna be talking about Kaepernick if he's a backup quarterback every second because he took a knee during the national anthem or whatever. Like I'm talking. I'm here to talk about the game. I don't care about that shit anymore. It's like three years old. Let's just move on. The guy deserves a job. He's more talented, which is usually what gets you a job, than probably what half the backup quarterbacks in the NFL at least. So, give the guy a shot. If he's not washed, put him on a team. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of this, who signs him. Um, but I'm excited for him to get a chance. Uh, this is not a political stance on my part. I'm just tired. You can look at it purely in a vacuum of football, as you as you articulated very well. I'm tired of watching these guys, like the even no offense to them, but Mason Rudolphs of the world playing quarterback on Sundays. These guys are not good. They're not talented. 
they they don't deserve spots over a guy who went to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game in successive years. And we've seen quarterbacks on bad teams have down years, and that's what Kaepernick was coming off of. That 49er team was really bad for a couple of years there, and he was not able to, you know, take them out of that. But those, unless you're Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, not much, not many quarterbacks can. So he deserves a shot at least to be a backup. I'm not lobbying for him to be a, a starter or for teams to, you know, throw out their whole game plan of, of drafting quarterbacks or signing free agents to accommodate Kaepernick, but he definitely deserves a spot on the roster. And I'm glad that we're in agreement on that as I thought we would be. You ready to make picks? Yeah, man, absolutely. Let's uh, let's recap the picks from last week. Uh, you and I both went one and three. We lost the Giants pick. You and I both took the Giants. Um, I was kind of happy about that, anyways. You took New Orleans minus twelve and a half, and they actually oh, they actually lost. To, uh, oh my god! Um, you took Green they Bay. What'd you say, my friend? They got killed. Yes, you took Green Bay minus five. Uh, that game was covered, I believe, right? Yes, Green Bay took care of business in the snow in Lambeau Field. You know it's the last, you know it's the second half of the season when snow's falling at Lambeau. I know it's getting real. This weather in on the East Coast is getting super depressing, man. Very quickly, it really is. Not a fan. Um, and then you took Kansas City minus three and a half. How'd that one go for you, buddy? Yeah. Not well. <laughs> I took, again, I said I took the Giants. I took the Rams minus three and a half. That went just as well as your Kansas City minus three and a half pick. Um, my sperm bank pick of the week was Dallas minus three. Um, yeah, that one didn't go too well. But again, I think I referenced, I think I mentioned in that podcast, that's a win-win for me because if they lose, Will's upset. So. Good job by, you can always trust Jason Garrett to throw out everything that's working late in games to make sure that they lose. And then my, my one winning pick, so because we, we both went one and three this week, was Oakland plus one. Go Gruden, baby. There you go. There you go. All right, so let's jump into the picks this week. Um, we're going to have to pick another random game this week, my friend, because your G-men are on bye week. That is correct. Let's lead with the Jets, though. Absolutely. So, the Jets are a one-and-a-half-point underdog in Washington. I'm going to go with the Jets here. I think after watching Darnold last week, I I think the Jets and this defense is going to come out inspired. I'm going to go with the Jets. I should go with the Jets. Everything tells me to go with the Jets, but I need to make up ground on you, and I'm not going to be able to do it by picking the same team. So... These are both god-awful teams. I'll go with the Redskins. The reason for uh, I can talk myself into them is maybe that game against the Giants was just the Jets emptying the tank. Are they going to be that inspired playing in front of nobody in Washington, D.C.? Haskins is getting the start. Um, That defense actually has been low-key pretty decent this year. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing – well, not looking forward to seeing, but as far as us making our picks, if if, if the Jets are actually, you know, uh, going on a little bit of positive momentum here, or are they just going to go back to being the Jets? Um, I'll take the Washington Deadskins with the one and a half. All right. I am completely avoiding this Tampa Bay game. I was I almost pulled the trigger on that game. <laughs> almost pulled the trigger on that game, but Tampa Bay is my Minnesota Vikings for you. Um, 
I am going to go down to Oakland, or over to Oakland. There and you go. They're playing the abysmal Cincinnati Bengals. Give me the Oakland Raiders at home, favored by ten and a half. Woo, baby! That's a big number. Wow, that's a big number for Gruden. That's it's the first time in like thirty years they've been favored by that much or something like that. It's crazy. And then they're um, cover. I you better hope so. That's a that's a zoptic number. Um, yeah. I but I I respect. I mean, I picked uh, I picked a couple of those last week. It didn't work out for me. Let's see if it works out for you. Um, I'm going to go to Miami. The Buffalo Bills are a six-point favorite in South Beach. The Dolphins have won two games in a row, and, you know, they took advantage of a Jet team that looked lifeless, and they went into Indianapolis and won a game that was started by um, Brian Hoyer. Positive momentum? I think not. This is still a really bad football team. The Buffalo Bills, if they want to keep any postseason hopes alive, must win this football game. And I think they will win by at least six. So I'll take the Buffalo Bills as the uh, six-point favorite in South Beach for my second pick. Bills have looked pretty bad lately, but I respect they them. They have. They have. I mean, all you're asking for is like a 24 to you know 18 game or something like that, and I and I get it. So you know they don't have to blow them out. Just I think six points is doable. All right, for my next pick, I am going to go to Baltimore. Oh, you're touching this game? I didn't want any part of this. No, I just think that Houston's pretty banged up and Baltimore is extremely hot right now. I'm going to roll with it and roll with the roll with the momentum of the Baltimore Ravens. Give me the Ravens minus four. Good job out of you. I was going to see if you were going to take this game. I wanted no part of it. Um, I think both quarterbacks are going to show out and uh, it's going to be a great game. I'm going to go to Detroit for my third pick. Detroit is a four-and-a-half-point dog at home uh, to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys played very well last weekend. They absolutely should have won that game. Jason Garrett, of course, was not able to get it done. The reason I'm taking this game is Matthew Stafford is out. Jeff Driscoll is in. Uh, Jeff Driscoll is not good. Another backup quarterback <laughs> that I, I didn't have to see. I hope to God Detroit's over there at the in Atlanta today. I hope so too. I think I, I believe that any team without a surefire backup, or, you know, like a young draft pick or something, is there because Jeff Driscoll does not. If I never see him on the field again, I'd be fine with that. The Cowboys are going to take full advantage of that situation. I know the Lions' defense has been pretty pretty okay this year, but they're still not great, and the Cowboys are just way too good for this game. They'll they'll win by four and a half. I don't see this game being all that close. That's a good pick by you, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, so my final pick, the Sperm Bank Pick of the Week. We do it every week. What did I, what did I lose last week? God damn it. <laughs> Will's fucking Cowboys, man. But you know what? I've been having a pretty good success rate this year. We're going to tally it up next week when we're back in the studio and just let you guys know where we stand. Dino Hypco still hasn't fired me. They're sponsoring it again. Jesus Christ almighty, I'm, I'm a happy man. And I'm not going to let them down. I'm not going to let the good people over at Dino Hypco. on you. What'd you say, my friend? Pressure's on you. I'm not gonna let the good people at Dino Hype go down this week. I'm going All to right. Philly. I am going to Philly. Revenge game. Give me New England minus three and a half. Philly's also very dinged up. Ooh. 
That's a, you've taken two of the hardest games, I think, to look at this week. You really are trying to make Donna Hype Co. proud of you, aren't you? Yeah, and I'm just giving you a little bit of a chance to get back in this one because once we get back in studio and I can read your eyes, I see the fear and I win every week. <laughs> There's no fear at all. I just those two games I'm like I'm definitely skeptical of, but I'll let you take care of that, sir. All right, the last game for me is a divisional game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one is in Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett is getting the start as is Nick Foles. Nick Foles has not played since the first half of week one. We went through Minshew Mania. That went down in flames, at least for now. This Colts team is just way too good. I, I love everything about this team. They they should have won uh, that Pittsburgh game. I do worry about Vinatieri in a close game. He's been very bad. He's been very shaky. Wondering if it's finally starting to end for him. But this is a three-point game. They're at home. Divisional, take care of business, beat Jacksonville and Foles. I think they will. So my picks for the week are the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Buffalo Bills, and the Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. And just to recap, I have the Jets, the Oakland Raiders, the Baltimore Ravens, and the New England Patriots. All right. Well, I'm looking for. I'm hoping that this is finally the week I can gain some ground on you because. I it might be because I, I didn't weeks, even but... look at these spreads for a for a millisecond before I sent them to you, and I just kind of went off the cuff there. Well, there you go. I mean, sometimes, hey, sometimes it's better to not overthink. Just go with your gut and see what happens. I obviously hope that's not the case. One I wish you nothing but the worst of luck. So, um, but we'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then Monday rundown next week, we got a lot to discuss. I mean, this Astros sign stealing thing has only escalated. It's nuts. Um, there could be some really heavy punishments to, uh, going down. We'll give you some hot stove updates, uh, NBA going on, college basketball going on, and then um, NFL Wednesday back in the studio uh, to recap Week 11. College football is still out there too, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to recap that. You got Penn That's State, right. Ohio State um, this week, right? Penn State, Ohio State is not this week. Um, well, but it's next week, Bama- sorry. Yeah, Bam is playing right now. Um, I'll turn them off briefly so I can do the pod. They're up 35-7 at the half against Mississippi State. Uh, but Tua was carted off the field, apparently screaming in pain. So that's not good. Um, that It was apparently on his hip. So All right, so before we go, um, are you going to ask the sports feelings are if you should be upset? Go ahead. Not asking the sports feelings are anything me. at all. Not Can I be upset about to his injury? Ask it. I don't care about your opinion on this. You could be upset. I was going to give you permission. I don't need your. I don't need your permission. Um, Injuries you rough. can always be upset about. Sports are. <laughs> this is rough. Lays the hammer down. <laughs> Losses. I don't. I, the sports are. I don't sports know how you came up are with to that. You. The sports feelings are. Whoever comes up with this, ridiculous. All right. I'll let you go. Um, Everybody, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a good weekend.